0: OTB Rugby Quinny is going at a million miles an hour and bearing in mind I didn't pass the ball that often he was expecting the pass he got the pass and scores and in scoring dislocates his shoulder
1: subscribe to the Rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now
2: OTB GAA The Football Pod on Off
0: The Ball in partnership with AIB proud sponsors of the GAA Senior Football Championship check out hashtag the toughest for more Hello
2: there, and you're very welcome along To episode 31 of the Football Fat The boys are in good form, just about I'd say I'd say you're very sweaty palms, lads Boaty Saturday and Sunday ah, Kerry, we're fine anyway, the uh, Dubs are in trouble huh? <laughs> <laughs> The
0: Dubs was a slab dunk, so we called it, last week Our predictions are never wrong Two from two this week We'll talk about the Dalton Cup later We may have got that one wrong but um, Now, it was, a, it was a good weekend, wasn't it? Better games than I thought they'd be to be fair, unbelievable games. Yeah,
1: I did not. I did. I was telling Tommy on the phone, I did not in my stomach for <laughs> the whole carry game and about two hours after. It was just like <laughs> it, it was just so engrossing that and the double mountain game as well. But obviously, I was a bit more invested in the carry game, but like it was so engaging. I was, the and same there was for so meet. much going on. You Meeting couldn't,
0: <laughs> I know they oh, started you crying. You who was going to win it. 30 seconds in, he's got made. then, to be fair. We should have expected that. Uh, but no, do you know, and then, uh, we'll obviously go through both the games shortly now. But all three? All three games. <laughs> to be fair to Derry, we spoke a lot about them last week, um, their, their style of play and what they go after Kerry. And to be fair, they went after Kerry and they just probably ran out of gas coming down, down the stretch that second half. But yeah, there was definitely times during that, particularly that second half, did Kerry go 18 minutes without scoring? And you're thinking, Jesus, they're actually, this is they're gonna do this. Even though Derry were really on their last legs at that stage in the in the fourth quarter of the game. But and the same with Monaghan, McManus rolling back the years and what, eight minutes to go of normal time and they're level. And I was, I must admit, I was down at a wedding, I was watching it on the great GEA Go. And I was uh, I was nervous enough because the dubs just weren't going that well. And the conditions, no, Jimmy. We, we obviously played a very famous game in the absolute lashings of rain in 2015. Crow Park is hard going when it's like that, isn't it? Like you need to be yeah, absolutely s- spot on and precise. And Dublin weren't. <laughs> so, but look, it was brilliant. It was, there were two brilliant semi-finals. Tall cup was obviously. It was very good to be credit to credit to Mead and, and their win. And it sets up an interesting two weeks ahead. We'll be busy, lads. We'll be busy. James, you mentioned that uh,
2: yeah, we will be busy. We will, and we've got our football pod roadshow on the twenty seventh in Crow Park, which is sold oh, yes. out. If if anybody for whatever reason can't make it, it sometimes it happens, and it's happened over the last couple of weeks. We're more than happy to facilitate a ticket swap because I've got a wait list of about a hundred people looking for tickets, and uh, I'm not saying they're going to be as hard to get as the uh, All Ireland final themselves, but they're they're in demand, lads, for that roadshow on the twenty seventh. We will be announcing our special guests actually. Later this week, I've been doing a bit of work today, trying to tie down some guests, so we'll be announcing who they are. Um, Hint that we'll have more than one. Oh, Yeah. James, you mentioned the knot in your stomach throughout the (laughs) Kerry game. Can we delve into that a little bit more? Where where were you watching the game? I was at home, in the apartment. On your own?
1: With blinds down, curtains drawn, (laughs) dark. Seedy. Nobody interrupt me here. No, but it was just... I, I like watching the games on my own sometimes. If I'm not at the game, I don't like any commentary on the game next to me. do you know what I mean? Yeah, agree. Like, if someone if someone's sitting next to me and they're commenting on oh, the ref or the, that was should I should have kicked that over, don't like that interruption. So <laughs> on my own, I think we're all the same. And I was engrossed in that game, and like straight away we said. Derry need a goal. First score they got was back in there. It was like, oh, this is, this is lit. And then carry straight back up the field for one back. 33 it seconds. Battles all over the field. I love Jules That's what I love about games sometimes. Like Clifford, McCaig was yeah. brilliant. I, I think that McCaig probably got Clifford a year late in terms of his career. Like, I think that he did as well as he could and an absolute great of the game. But I think he, Probably is he 34 oh. McKay? Yeah, like and that, was, that battle was unbelievable. Yeah, then you had Glass on Dermot O'Connor, I thought that was fascinating. Mm. Um, you had Foley on McGuigan, I thoroughly enjoyed that. You party Clifford on McCluskey and how that kind of a party drop back and McCluskey kind of ran the game for 20 minutes. Yeah, there was so much going on. on the the, the refereeing decisions. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the refereeing decisions, we'll get into them, I'm sure. A lot of them debatable, some. Not so much. And then big scores at big times, black cards. It just had everything. And I know tomorrow said on Sunday game, you could argue that the better team on the day lost. I'm not mm-hmm. sure would I I'm not sure would I go there, but you could definitely make a case for Derry winning that game and deservedly winning it if they did a couple of things different. Like the McKinley's goal chance is such a moment in in their history. Like if he can, <laughs> if he can bury that. Let's I go think they're that. in the
0: final but, but did, did he, you think I, I was at it I was at the game uh, when he goes by and McKinless was exceptional Yes, so and good Jesus so talk about good. a guy taking, a taking the fight to Kerry I felt he he took it in too close I think he could have shot did. maybe a, half a second or a second or two steps earlier it's a brilliant save from Shane Ryan Great. a massive Great. save and to be fair, credit to Oran Lynch as well. He makes a massive save in the first half as well. From right Gavin at the White. beginning Gavin of the match from Gavin White. A couple of minutes later, Gavin White gets in for the goal. But you just got the sense, the way Derry were playing, it was all action. It was, they were coming at Kerry in waves. McCluskey was exceptional going forward. I agree. There was times Kerry were not dealing with runners in that first half. That was a massive, massive issue. Or on Lynch Lynch coming out the pitch and creating an overlap. Kerry were struggling with that, which is surprising because you wouldn't expect it that something like that was going to happen. The black card when Dermot O'Connor sent off, Derry win that period 5-2. And it's, it's, Rodgers comes into the game because they realise we, we've an extra man here and they're just going forward in waves it was always going to be difficult for Derry to keep that going for what turned out to be an 80 minute match and you just see they only score four points in the second half and I agree but there. the ones
1: they left out there Paddy like I know their legs were yeah. gone we were in a group chat myself mm. and the boys were texting Derry's legs are gone that's what the kind of general consensus was but at the
0: same time they had the chances they, they didn't know, miss like, in the first half the really. they were so oh, they clinical wide, yeah. so clinical in that first half and just felt nearly that. That's so hard to sustain for, for the full match as well. And I think a they couple missed of,
1: 10 in the second half. There's right? a
0: couple of misses. Connor Doherty is a miss. They hit the post with one. McGuigan kind of goes out of the game a little bit and he's the man. He scores three points in the first half off Foley. I but, wonder, but, if it was, but, was
2: Shane McGuigan concussed after that? You love hit. a good concussion story. <laughs>
1: there's not an OP who's concussed.
0: He got three points after she he got nearly.
2: But sure, he put the ball over the bar at the end of the game. That man was concussed. Why didn't he drop it? No, nah, you school? can't
0: say if he was or wasn't concussed That's blasphemy there. And you're normally giving out to us for making statements like that. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just think that because the way the game was going, a goal on 51 minutes for McKinless would have been massive. Like talk about talk about an energy boost. And it's a brilliant save from, from Shane Ryan. Um, Bartderry, the better team. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with Tomás on that one. I think Kerry's second half performance... But the last ten, okay, they go eighteen minutes without scoring. But the last ten deserves massive credit because they were in a hole at halftime. You were thinking, I agree. I was nervous for them, Jimmy. Um, I thought the way Derry were taking the game to them was causing to carry all sorts of problems, and they found the answers again. To be fair to them and to Jack O'Connor, the bit of impact off the bench, I'm sure, touch on Stephen O'Brien and his impact. I thought he was excellent. But uh, but what a game! And I'll and hold my hands up. I wasn't expecting that. Yes, sir. I'm happily, happy to be around on that one.
1: Yeah, I think, well, I, I kind of said, I didn't think it would be so open. I definitely didn't think they kicked kick 11 in the first half. That was yeah. absolutely <laughs> phenomenal kicking. But it was from the McKinley's goal chance, right, just from being a corner forward, he went around, I think he got around Stephen O'Brien, around yeah. the 21. And at that stage, he knows, I'm in on goal here. And he takes a solo, right? And that solo would do him. He had enough steps in him to get you'd actually get six or seven steps out of it in front of goal there off the ref. You know, like he's not going to blow you for overcarrying after four steps. So he takes the solo, but straight after he takes the solo, he takes a hop. And I know from from training with Shane Ryan and other top goalies, right. Once you put the head down to take a play, they start moving forward at you. So Shane leaves his goal line as McKinless puts his head down to take the hop. And next thing, when McKinless collects the ball from the hop and looks up. Shane Ryan is on him And he is a giant In that situation He makes himself so big And He doesn't make a big hard dive He just gets big it, It's almost kind of Schmeichel style He just made himself He put himself out there And he go. I bet you you're going to hit Some limb anyway And sure enough He hit his hand But I think if McKinless Had just taken the solo And kept his head up Shane would have had to Stay back on his line And he'd have been able To just slot it home I think, so it was great goalkeeping, but I think that hop just cost McKinnis a second or two. It
0: looked like that at the time in the stadium, because you're kind of thinking, he could actually take a point out, so before he actually goes by the man. And once he yeah, goes by, you're thinking, right. no, you're on, you're on here. And it's just, it looked, always oh, brought it in a little bit too close. And you're right, Ryan is out so quickly. And that's the thing, and goalkeepers will tell you, you can nearly catch them off guard by taking it early. like They're not set. They don't have that, that time. Um, a very famous one, and the last goal that this man has conceded many, many moons ago—Spalanz's goal against Klucko in the 2019 final—that's an early goal. I'm just it, that looked odd as well. It was a brilliant goal, but he took it so early. Clucko, you're, you're not that's, set.
1: That's inside left leg. Yeah, yeah. and
0: you just weren't set. It was a brilliant finish, but that's that half a second. And it's funny because today we were, we were in, the, in the press box looking at, it and just got a sense: oh, he's gone too close. Now look, if it goes in, obviously. It's incredible, but it does, I agree with you, just give Shane Ryan that half a second to make himself big. And that turns out to be a massive, massive play because there he was struggling for scores. You could see it. And a goal like that, talk about an energy boost. I'll also mention just there,
2: when McKinless burns O'Brien, Dermot O'Connor is in the middle of the, the large D beside Connor Glass and he chases that ball, and once like O'Connor gets to he nearly gets a block on it. O'Connor absolutely just getting back. It's nearly like Connor Fogarty's block for Kilkenny in the hurling the last day, just managing to make it back. Like that, that had to have an, had an impact as well. on Getting in the
1: eye line, even, yeah, just to
2: getting, getting, getting in the way. Like, and like, just we saw some of that on both sides. The kind of desperate chasing back and defending was. Look, Kiramina said it afterwards. He felt sick. He felt that they got everything right and he couldn't make sense of how they didn't manage to get over the line. I think Derry... Did Derry chase goals a little earlier or is that just the way Derry play? I don't think so. In the so. second I, half? In the second no half? No,
1: I don't... I think that their, their chances were on. Okay. They're like, the, the first... The, they had a goal <laughs> chance before they got the goal. They caught Graham O'Sullivan. In the first half. Yeah. Yeah, so they, the goal chances were on and I think that it was important for their whole game plan... To go for the jugular and go for the goal and get them and put Kerry under pressure. Even the fact they got the goal early would have rattled carry to the core. And yeah. it was like the one thing we said, don't concede goals after getting one. It was the point chances they missed, cost them. Yeah. Like the and the the one that stands out in my mind is Ethan Doherty's one where he does unbelievable in the ten slot, takes a man, beats his man, and does he he kind of kicks it with his heel a bit and sixty first and kind of cuts it across. Whereas if he just and McGuigan kicked a very similar score from a tighter angle in the first half with his lift yeah. do you remember Darry, it was like the a great side. score it was a great yeah. score but yeah but Doherty just doesn't get it right and and, and that would it have, was kind of like an oh
2: thank God for that that would have put Derry three in, points from clear point of view. Derry three
0: points gear in the 61st minute after that but um, also Tommy Tommy it was in that period where Kerry couldn't score yeah and, and that's when I was really from a Kerry's perspective I would have been worried there Graham O'Sullivan has a mad shot just totally it was like yeah, just that is just totally the you wrong never thing Never do. do that again. It's so rare, you see, at that level. <laughs> he got it's, a spanking address. But yeah, it was, was just like it was good. like, dude, what it has happened there? And then Tony Brosnan misses one as well, and you're just thinking, this is a this is a series of plays which is going to cost them. And that dirty point, yeah, or the dirty miss would have put Derry three up. And even though they're struggling for scores, Kerry were really malfunctioning at the other end. And you see how quickly they turn it around a couple of frees and look, mm, there were some soft ones there a couple of refereeing decisions we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll chat about them now I don't like going in big on, on the ref side of things but there, there was just in a game that tight and we said it and the same in the other semi-final on Saturday night this level at this stage of the championship the game's come down to the smallest margins and it's going to be the same in two weeks time on the 30th of July that game is going to go to the wire and just one one kick you miscue a kick and it goes wide, or you nail an unbelievable score. That can be the swing of momentum. And yeah. for Derry, I agree with Kieran. I, I thought they did so much right yesterday. So, and, and do you know what? I, I said this yesterday. I think they'd have massive regrets with how they lost to Galway in last year's All around semi-final that they didn't really fire a shot in that game. Mm. Dave Rogers full-back if they had him probably out the field it would have been a big difference maybe. it doesn't make it any easier for Derry today they were going up there to win the game as, as he said it but I think they could be very proud and this has not been a bloody condescending or any way like that it was an exceptional performance by them and they left it all out there I mean they were body strewn at <laughs> the, the last there was a very great photo of, of Chrisy McKay and David Clifford in injury time the two boys are literally holding each other up down the other end of the pitch it was just a, such an intense game and Derry played a massive part in it. and they'll just think oh, yeah, a couple of those moments if they go, go their way it could have been an unbelievable victory for them because it was there it was right was right there. there for them Yeah. It's a tough
1: Mina's, Mina's interview when he goes he was there for the taking he was there for the taking all we had to do was grab it and they just missed the chances. But on <laughs> Kerry, before you jump in there, Tom, on Kerry, right, I think their game management, and we've always come back to game management teams, I think Kerry's was poor in terms of when they went three up, right?
0: Oh, Jesus. They, oh, on injury time, yeah. yeah you see, it,
1: but like, don't, give the, don't give Derry another chance. Do <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Don't, don't, gave him gave two a chances.
0: Other, have have another go. Chances. Have another go.
1: They did. They did. And Because Tony comes on and hits the post with a shot. And then he has another chance where I think he, the keeper just grabs it under the crossbar and then Cliffy drops a pass a bit long and gives it back to Orrin Lynch. So they invited Derry back onto them two or three times and the ref at that stage can do, he might give them a free or you know if you if you prick around like that and give the ball back to the team, you're asking for trouble. So that'll be something that Kerry
2: can definitely improve on. Yeah, yeah. That game management, I have two things I want to pick up on here, right? Um, and Monaghan and the credit they're going to get for their performances is one thing. But both of these games hinged on two very short periods after the 68th minute. Con McManus makes a 12 apiece in 61 minutes. clocks and kicks it out to McCaffrey. Leads to a brilliant Fenton score. The next 15 seconds after that is key. Um, and we'll come back to that later. How the Dubs squeeze and they turn over hand. They win the free off Ohana and Manion points... Suddenly the dubs stretch their gap to three points. Kerry, from the sixty-fifth minute, so sixty-five forty, and we might come back to the refereeing decisions in a moment, from sixty-five forty to sixty-nine minutes on the clock, Kerry kicked four points. They went from two points down to two points up. Are Kerry and Dublin timing it to save that squeeze for then? Or is it just taking your chance when it comes?
1: I don't, I don't think that Kerry timed a squeeze in that situation, but I think that the chances arose for Kerry and they were clinical and they were, they were, they were rootless, but you have to be. You, like if they, even if they had missed one of those chances, it would have given Derry more life and it would have been a drain for Kerry. Like Every score in that situation is so important. Did you see Stephen O'Brien's reaction when he kicks that fantastic point off the left? Straight right? to Thomas Sullivan. He skips up, he does a double high five. He knows that was a massive moment that I've just provided there. Like he he had euphoria going through his body at that stage, as did probably every carry player, because now we've we've clipped in front. If you if you change that and he he clips the post and it goes wide, he goes, Oh and Derry go, Yes, thank God, come on, we're back. What a, what a, we're left off the hook, let's go. Like those moments late in games are like ten times more important. And to get those scores late in games are incredibly crucial.
0: Yeah, I'd agree, Jimmy, from Dublin's perspective, on Saturday night and it was. It was just, you just get the sense, it's not a case of they're just saying, we're not going to do this until the 64th minute. That's not how it works. It's just, they've been in that situation. This is where experience comes in and the same on Kerry's side. You just get a sense that this is it. This is, it's all on the line at that point. And the energy you get like I, I've spoke at length about and it's clearly obvious how important kickouts are in modern Gaelic football and Dublin are masters of it it was such a cornerstone of of our success going after opposing kickouts and you just the whole stadium gets a sense there's something on here it's coming and and it, everyone just steps forward nearly subconsciously they, they step forward three or four yards and this is with begging and going on Saturday night and you get one steal and it's, I couldn't agree with you more, Jimmy. It's, <laughs> you find energy from, you never knew you had it. You think you're knackered. You think you're out of the game. And this is particularly in Crow Park, you know, a full house, the atmosphere, even though there was less than 50,000 in that semi-final yesterday when Kerry getting turnovers, the, roar, the noise out of it. Everyone sees that this is it. This is the game on the line right here. And it just gives you a boost. And, and I've been in, played in that situation and it's like, I'm ready for anything here. I'm ready to go. And it's thing, it's 70 minutes on the clock. But it's, and, and that for Dublin on Saturday night, it was that play. It was a brilliant score. Conor low gets Dublin going a length of the pitch. To, it's McCarthy, Kilkenny. I can't remember the demonic player. Turn him over inside their own 13. Dizzy, Dizzy Ward. Dizzy Ward. And 10 seconds later, back up to pitch. An unbelievable score. And they're thinking, where's the energy coming from? But it's just, you get a sense as a team, a big play happens and you make a count. And it's not a, oh, Oh, we look at the clock there's 64 minutes gone now we're going to try even harder it's just you look at each other and you know this is it and those two teams Kerry and Dublin have been in that situation so many times and it was the same Oran Lynch is looking up and he's got loads of short kickouts off but in that couple of minutes there's nothing on Kerry are all over there and he has to go long yes, and the boys so are breaking this. it and it's yeah. it's, it's, it's you know, over simple the winning and losing the game that is That's this the is the ball. moment and yeah, what we're going, to... we're going to see we're going to see it we're going to see it in two weeks' time. Both these teams are going to go for it. It's, I'm excited. I'm excited already. Very but excited. It there was were telling. big plays. There were big moments in both semi-finals.
2: Begum was flawless in that game and it was telling that the Dubs turned him over three times. Until turned he wasn't, it. He was flawless Twice. until he wasn't. Exactly. Twice. Two of those three were between the 61st and the 64th minute when the Dubs put the squeeze on. Same with Orrin Lynch. Had an unbelievable influence on the game. Lost two kickouts in that key period. James, um, I actually have another he question. He loves a shot, orange Lynch. He must have. Johnny's going down the left
1: and he cuts back on the right and the whole stadium knows what he's going to do. He, he got, got blocked down about
0: three times. Yeah. He kept trying it. You got a great score. A bounce over the bar is always great to see. Yeah, <laughs> made yeah, 96, no. Tommy. Made 96. Yeah, Colin remember. Coyle.
2: Yeah, Colin yeah exactly. Coyle. Um, so blinds are down. Carrier <laughs> a point up. This is a horrible scene
0: you're setting here, Tommy. It,
2: it's <laughs> very it's, creepy like it's sixty-eight forty-five on the clock. Jack Barry breaks Lynch's kick out. It lands in David Clifford's hands. Oh yes. And his hand pass goes astray. Can you just just recreate that moment mm. in your sitting room? <laughs> wow. No, that that was,
1: that was a massive, body, massive body moment. Down. That was a huge moment. Clifford gets it and Whatever way it just slips out of his hand, he gets a bad connection on the and half pass. And the, gets ball in the way. I think McQuillan gets in the way, but anyways, go on. Probably look, we'll give we'll give Clifford the out the ref. It
0: was Joe's <laughs> fault. Everything was Joe's fault. Joe's so, in, in his
1: eye line there. And uh, but it falls to Roger. Of all fellas, don't give the ball to Rogers because he'll carry it 30 or 40 yards. And for Shawnee Shea at that stage to turn him over, now you could argue was it a free or not, but the fact Clifford put his hands on his head and Shawnee got in and he got that tackle in. He bailed his buddy out in that situation. He goes, I have you. I'm making that tackle and they got the ball back. Lands into Clifford's hands. Clifford off he goes, taps it over, gets the for the score. When like I Realistically, that was Shawnee Shea just doing unbelievable graft that he's actually, he's probably not getting the credit for. He's playing a role okay. because Clifford's who Clifford is and can do what he can do. He probably doesn't need to be chipping uh, okay. the... the as many scores he's he's
2: doing a lot bigger job I would argue let's talk about this right because sitting there at half time Gary three points up Clifford is having another worldie right Clifford had a worldie against the Dubs in 2019 it wasn't enough he had an unbelievable game against Tyrone in 2021 it wasn't enough it felt like that again Paul Gainey hadn't got a shot off Shawnee O'Shea hadn't got a shot off Paulie Clifford had kicked the point but Conor McCluskey was having a massive influence you were thinking looking on Kerry needed to do something different here and those lads needed to stand up. Now, Shawnee O'Shea, whether, what was it, James? Did, it, did Shawnee O'Shea wake up in the second half or am I being unfair there? Or was the introduction of Stephen O'Brien, did that change something? I think the
1: Shawnee is an unbelievable leader in that dressing room. I think he's probably the main kind of, in terms of leading by example, through attitude, he's kind of like, um, I won't go as far as saying a James McCarthy, but you know, in terms of that style of leadership, like, he wants to get the work in. He wants to work hard and tackle and do all the, the important things for his team. Like, he wants to show that leadership. So I think at half time he probably did have a, a minute to himself and say, I need to up it. And he came out, got in those tackles, chipped three points in play. So I think he definitely, he definitely came out in the second half with a different attitude. Whether Stephen O'Brien, who Stephen is... Or Shawnee is going out with Steve O's sister... Oh, here we go. So there's a family connection there. So they're definitely close. Bocamare. But even, even having, having that relationship on the same line of the field there, it might, it might take a little bit of pressure off him in terms of Steve O'Plays higher up the field, That's might need bland. a bit of marking rather than maybe more defensive half-forward covering your space. But I think I, I, I the way that Shawnee sometimes is portrayed as, as he's an out-and-out scorer and nothing else. And if he doesn't score those four points from play, he's not playing well. I think that that's not the case with him. Maybe when he was younger, that was I don't think that's the case anymore. I think he's more of a more of a grafting hard working free taking scorer, a team player. Do you know he has
2: more strengths as a well than just the, the uh, point uh, kicker. And what about the first half then with Shawnee O'Shea? Because Padre McGrogan was tasked to man mark him. McGrogan goes off after that unfortunate collision when Foley went to block him and, and go takes his legs out. So McGrogan goes off. Connor Doherty is then on Shawnee O'Shea. So there's a second man in is on O'Shea. Derry reshuffled her defense. Okay he sets up the goal for Gavin White. Ganey's involved in the goal as well like, is there not a criticism to be had there that the other carry forwards were too quiet when David Clifford was shooting the lights out? Yeah,
1: th- 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 there probably is. I mean, look. Were you worried? Carry kicked 117 in the end, which is which is probably a target. They got to the 20. They kicked their 117, right? But I would say that sometimes when one, when one forward is absolutely shooting the lights out or is as influential as Clifford was the last day, so maybe it, it can creep into fellas to maybe take a really? back seat at times like you, you kind of have two Jimmy, options Jimmy you kind that's a
0: criticism it. I have of, of that carry attack and I've said this before when you have someone who's as genius as Clifford is and he is unbelievable it's nearly and it's nearly subconsciously the players are just thinking oh he, he's got this he's alright but but there's no two ways about it Sean O'Shea was not impacting that game Conor Doherty was doing a brilliant job on him uh, McCluskey okay Paulie Clifford gets the point on his left foot but Conor McCluskey was winning that battle as well and the same McGeaney okay he, a couple of nice moves but he like he's corner forward he's Gini's a shooter like, he was not impacting the game and, and the big turnaround I thought Stephen O'Brien was massive in the impact he brought it was the intensity he played at he gets a diving block he gets a turnover it was just an energy in his play and what Stephen O'Brien brings is like we said guys coming off the bench you need pace Make Just go at them. Make an impact. Make those defenders uncomfortable. And that's what Stephen O'Brien does. He's a bad miss before he gets that brilliant score towards the end. But he was really like a spark that lit the flame in that carry that attack. And all of a sudden, they're being asked more questions. They're getting a little bit more tired. And then Sean, he starts standing up. And he kicks three points from play. He even misses a free, which is a 50-yard free. But for him, you think that's he hits the post with it. But he just he starts impacting the game more. And it takes... The burden off Clifford, and that's the danger for Kerry going into two weeks' time. You can nearly guarantee Clifford's going to score six or seven points from play, no matter what Dublin do. He's he's like we said, so I don't never seen anyone like this guy. But for them to win the whole thing, they need more from that forward unit. And the call does Jacko, does Jacko go, mm, we'll go with Stephen O'Brien from the start, or they say he's got that energy off the bench there's big calls there to be made but I think there's so many times I've seen Kerry not just this season but previous years where Clifford is going gangbusters and there's a sense that the guys are really just standing back waiting for him and, and I got Kerry, that sense. Kerry, Kerry need more than that Kerry need more than that against Dublin this point. I got that sense but I, I'd be does that
2: like does that really happen? Like, does that does is it is it like, Paddy, has it ever happened to you when say Connolly is shooting the lights out or Brogan's shooting the lights out that you're like, we just have to give the guy, that give him this, we
0: need to get the ball to him. Like, is that I, what happened? I agree with getting the ball to someone. Like, you, you see someone who's hot, you target that, you try and milk that as much as you can. But Kerry weren't even doing that. It wasn't, the guys weren't impacting the game at all. I, I don't care if Sean O'Shea is providing four or five assists, assists to Clifford and he's linking the play. He wasn't really in the game at all. Yeah. So, so it's a it's a case of at this is the point maybe Clifford in the Tyrone match, even though he did a bad day in front of the post, he was still getting on so many possessions and, and causing havoc in the, in the Tyrone attack. Whereas I don't think Paddy Clifford or Geeni or Sean O'Shea were doing that in the first half at all. So it's not all about scores, I agree. Which you can predict for Sean O'Shea is playing further out the pitch, but it's, he wasn't getting on the ball at all. You, you know, and that that's a problem. Yeah.
1: Like like Kerry, Kerry kicked one eight in the first half, right? With with little ball. Derry dominated the first half. Derry were outstanding, and Kerry they they managed to kick one eight, which is which is excellent kicking uh, at the same Clip, time. You know Clip, like Cliff
0: managed to do it. Clif,
1: Clifford managed to do it. Do you know what what the best score was for me? Go on. It was his second point when so party party does an outside of the left down the line with well, down the line the Cusack, yeah. I'd say, and Clifford collects it at pace in in just as it bounces in a tumble. Oh, takes a standing solo, so moves weird. on to the left and slots it over. And McCaig must have been like, "This freak!" It was but you know I saw on it? it wow. was so fucking good. Honestly, it was one. It was just <laughs> such a good score. I actually retweeted the thing. Um, it Brilliant. was very funny. The, uh, do you know what, when your mom was kicked off the off the plane? What uh, she, for going? Yeah, about you know what a she week ago, two weeks ago. She, <laughs> she goes, uh, "I don't care about you, but that motherfucker is not real." Do you not see that video? <laughs> no. It, cuts Clifford, it says to Custer Clifford standing there. Uh, you've seen that video of your own being kicked off the plane. I'll put it up, I'll put it tweet up. It oh, up. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I viewed you once the game was over. <laughs> it was uh no, I thought that was just a phenomenal score because the collection was enough. Even if he gathered that and dished it off, you go, Whoa, that was class.
2: No dished it like, off and swung it over. Phenomenal. So good. Like we, we so talk good. about his his solo dummies and his bounce dummies, but he, he hops. He dummies with a he just bounces in the air and
0: just like stands him up. It's just yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. Um, but but the key just on that as well because that was a brilliant score and then McWiggan does that's up similar. But we we said we teed up the two lads to be top of the pops yesterday um, after by their standard, rather than require quarterfinals. I think we've seen that. Shane McGuigan was exceptional in that first half on Jason Foley. You mentioned his first point Jimmy over uh, towards the Cusick stand side on his left oh, foot. But he, he, gets a, he gets a hand pass to score after this and it's out actually towards the Hogan stand side and he just squares up Foley straight away and just goes at him. It's like there's no, he's not going on the loop, he's not, he's just so direct and he, he nearly just, it, it takes Foley by surprise. He's by him so quickly. And, it, and Clifford's the same it's like the minute the second he has the ball in his hands he's just turning and facing you up straight away he's not giving you a moment's peace and you see so many forwards and I'm oh, to be guilty of this you're coming around on the loop and the, the defenders kind of come you're giving them time to get set but I thought at stages Clifford and McGuigan yesterday it was like the second they had it they were going at you straight away and and the two boys struggled Foley and McCaig and they're two of the best in the business at it but um. I just thought it was brilliant that they were two key. We teed it up battles. It was it was brilliant to see guys at the top 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 of the game doing that in such a big game. But yeah, I agree. I think that the score today, that Clifford one down the line, was. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, But you chance. know, you said about
1: about standing a fellow up, and that's very interesting. It's like a basketball thing. Do you know, if you if you can stand the defender up, and they're looking at you with their two legs planted, they're they're in serious trouble because if you, they can't then turn fast enough when you go one way. It's only when a defender's in a staggered stance that he can kind of defend you taking them on. As soon as, as, soon as they flatten up, and Clifford's unbelievable at getting the defender flat. McGuigan did it as well and Foley, but they're, they're boyer And and Clifford doesn't even need to have balance to, to swing the points. Neither does McGuigan. They're just swinging points off balance. Yeah, it's absolutely. Just unreal. Paddy, I think we should touch on the refereeing decisions yeah. just because yeah. I think it, it was, are you going it was to the after the umpires today. as well or just the ref today <laughs> I'm not going after the ref at all I never do I never I don't <laughs> even know the referees names there's only one ref oh, and that's gosh. only from taking the mic that's only from taking <laughs> the piss honestly I don't even know the local referees they they never
0: my, affect the I struggle to believe that but carry on Joe McQuillan was a referee
2: what a given issue Kevin man I believe is he he does have a certain nickname
0: Dublin Joe, no, no the problem. Go on, this is blasphemy. Carry on.
1: No, I'm not saying there was a problem, but I do know, from the Twitter chat, that it was it was brought up that maybe the ref did favour carrying some decisions,
2: like okay. the or okay. say that McGuigan was targeted. The first let's get into that, right? Because I saw this a couple of times. Um, former colleague of mine, Ronan Mullen, at Ronan Reigns on Twitter, if an Ulster team targeted a player like Kerry have with McGuigan today, there will no. be a prime time investigation. No. Now, I was watching on TV. James was watching on TV. Paddy, did we miss Did we miss something? Like, was that not no. just opposition's best player getting a bit of, uh, not even, I didn't even feel the no. respect treatment there. He no. went man-o-mama-foley. Man, oh, McGuigan gets involved in everything. He's going for every ball. He's there when Shane. Okay. He's hardy. Shane, Ryan's, He's hardy. Shane Ryan's hip, I think, was a foul, but it was an
0: accidental collision. Ooh. David Clifford. I have a, a take on that. Okay, that's kind of I, I, I agree, I agree. At the time you're looking at it, Shane, it's, it's a kind of ropey pass and you know you're, you're going in for it and McGuigan has to kind of stop. Shane Ryan is all the momentum coming in. There's a replay of it and you've seen this. Um, Shane Ryan is kind of looking at him and he throws the arse out. <laughs> he does. And at the time I was thinking, no way, that's legit. I think that was questionable. I have to I say. Don't. Looking at the replay, and look, Joe doesn't have the replay. That's fair enough. The other one I thought was Soft. Was Stephen O'Brien's one, where and I think it's such a big play. He's kind of nearly fallen, and it's he's not not diving or anything like that. But he's kind of he's falling as it's going through. Derry get the block, and they're coming out with the ball. Then it's it's in that period of this so is, the game is on the line, and if you're Derry, yeah, you are definitely looking at that going. Ooh. But then on the other side, and again, I oh, got this one wrong at the time. Clifford's hit on McGuigan looked bad at the time. And Clifford's a big man. And McGuigan, that's not a target of McGuigan. He's just coming around at pace, and Clifford is there. It's yeah. actually shoulder to shoulder. It's a massive hit. And Clifford gets booked. There you get a score off that freeze. So there's a couple of plays. But, lads, this is in the fence of refs. And I'm not normally uh, on, on that side of things. But. I, I would have agreed with those calls at the time, but then we've looked at two or three replays of it yeah, yeah. at times. So I don't like going in and saying the ref or Kerry were targeting McGuigan. Get out of it! Don't be
2: annoying. I don't think Kerry were targeting McGuigan. I didn't think that. But, like, for, the, for the McGuigan one, stop. Yeah. Go on. I'm sorry, go on, continue. No, oh, but like David David Clifford gets targeted by the best man marker in the country and Chris McCaig. I'm sure Chrissy McCaig had the pause on Clifford from much. That <laughs> <game as well. laughs>
1: he, oh, did. he did. He, he was did. doing
2: that he thriller did. marking
1: again
0: with uh, the hip, bend, and hip. We were watching it and it was phenomenal stuff. The ref actually gives one against Clifford in the first half, and I was like, How is he giving that? The boys yeah. were bear hugging each other for the whole thing. You'd have loved it, Jimmy, really. if the only way off screen. but that's that's a McGuigan. Happened. Real, thing, right? Shane Ryan score on McGuigan what, what's your take on it both of you do you not agree
1: right at the time I, I flip-flopped on this to be fair I said, it must be so hard to be a ref Jeez, he throws the arse out
0: Jimmy There's no he doubt does he throw the arse out, out. Yeah. can you
1: throw the arse out if you throw a Lego, That's... I'd say oh you can't be doing that okay. <laughs> can it's you different. throw the arse out
2: though the arse this is fairly different. soft hold on a second <laughs> Shane Ryan the, the arse is not soft I hate right
0: that much yeah my arse is rock hard, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> With your
2: bike ski row, bike roll ski. Uh, squats, baby. It's, it's this simple, all right? Um head high challenges, like he nails him in the fucking head, like. And I know I don't what a challenge he... because he has the ball is the argument. Is Again, I'm 50 50 on this. He, he wins catches the ball so he's in control he wins of He the it. ball in the air and he moves towards McGuigan. He moves towards McGuigan. Like it's not you're no longer protecting yourself. Like, you can put your knee up in the air, whatever you want, but, like, he, he makes contact with McGuigan's I don't think it was a yellow card. I don't think gotten like that, but I think it's a free. And it's an unbelievable score from Ryan. It's, it's a brilliant scorers, actually yeah, it score. Was,
1: off, that, that could have been... It could have 50-50, I would say, but a hard call to give. But the other McGuigan ones, can I just come in there? Because it, yeah. I know that did said that McGuigan was going to be targeted. Of course he would be, because he's a phenomenal player. Target, hammer to hammer is the term. Get it, get at McGuigan. He's brilliant. But the, the Jack Barry one where he was booked... That was soft. Well, it was a hand to the face, like. It was a hand to the belly, was it? There was no face. It was a loose hand, anyway. A loose hand, exactly. Like a soft arse. Same thing. You know, right?
0: Soft arse.
1: So, and <laughs> then the Clifford, one, now, the Clifford one was a good hit. Okay. So now we're only down to one. Is it just the Shane Ryan one? Was that the only yeah, other no, incident? No, no, no Stephen O'Brien no,
0: no, getting that free was soft.
1: No, but I mean in terms of McWiggan yeah, yeah. getting, oh, getting Wigan, um, sorry, attention. Yeah. I think that was the only one. I agree the Stephen O'Brien free was, was I, I wouldn't have given a free for that straight out. I, I thought that was very soft. And you
2: wouldn't have given a free to David Clifford when he burns McKaig and turns back and gives the ball back to Burns and Burns puts it wide. The next, the next free. Very 50-50, that was
1: 70-30 against for me. I I'd, I'd probably wouldn't have given a free there either. But Kerry would have got the score. Burns would have chipped it
2: over there. He didn't. He put it wide. Did I watched the back. I watched the back you put it bloody wide I think it was over the black spot
0: if I was there they'd rather have me Byrne shooting than the cliff put it that way yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I do have a thing where I
1: when someone gets a free that close to goal because it's a guaranteed score I think it needs to be obvious like so obvious like you can't give a soft free there because it's top over point yeah. you know it's a big punishment to give a debatable
0: free I think okay. you have to be
2: certain okay
0: alright so look next
2: monday on the, so Kerry, got the
0: Kerry got that one last year in the final john dady what well, was corner. that was that over carrying or was it after it was overcarrying it was, over carrying? It was over carrying. so Kerry of previous and all Ireland finals are getting cheap for easily oh it started already i <laughs> have well, no idea who's, who's gonna ref the final at, lads it's gonna be david, Goff? Goff. The, best, the best in the business david Goff, is it Goff? The business? i think her, it's not That's herson that it. it's it. not deemed the best ref No you
2: don't get Thurston's brilliant you don't get Thurston uh, had two dodgy calls on the Saturday as well
0: you don't get a so Goff didn't do either semi so Goff's down yeah. that's my reading of it anyway I think Conor Lane a couple of years
2: ago did a semi-final and a replay but I don't think you're down I don't think you'll get a, a final
0: if you've done a semi-final I think I'd like Goff because Goff owes us one oh. oh look at this this is pressurising Jose Mourinho is after coming on here like get out <laughs> Jose O'Donoghue <laughs> Um, Are we going to talk about the dubs at all now or we we'll just keep talking? About I, think nah. the I think we're going to take nah. a break. I think we're
2: going to take a break now and come back to talk about the titans
0: of Leinster. Uh, before we take a break, tea, can I just say something? This is on a more serious note. Uh, yes, put out hi. a tweet about it. There's um, a very good friend of mine, an old club mate of mine, is undertaking a cycle from the Laura Lynn foundation the hospice there uh, place in leopardstown down to mallow in county cork it's three three weekends from now the, uh, the 11th and 12th of august um, and it's to raise funds for the new service center in mallow for okay. for the lower Limb foundation so an unbelievable charity very difficult thing for, for families if anyone ever has to uh, to deal with that and, and this old teammate of mine it's a charity very close to his own heart and his wife amy so it's an unbelievable cause um, and any support would be massively appreciated. I'll put up a a, a link and I'm sure we will with the football pad as well and we'll mention it for the next couple of weeks. So any support for an unbelievable charity um and given that it got a dig out will be greatly appreciated. I know we've loads of listeners on, on this show and anyone at the road show can give us a dig out. Be much appreciated. So just wanted to get that in there before we get into more nonsense after the break.
2: Hundred percent, Patty. So that's if a. Uh... I'll certainly tweet it from the Football Pod page and put it up on Instagram. But if you search for the Gift of Grace fundraiser, it'll come up as well. So uh, that's on August 11th. So, um, yeah, perfect. OK, so we'll, we'll put that out as well. And a great cause. We are going to come back after the break on episode 31 of the Football Pod, season three, with Paddy Anders and James Dunhu talking about Dublin Monaghan and how close Monaghan pushed Dublin and also the Tatching Cup final next week on the pod. We'll be looking a little closer at Dublin and Kerry. This Should be a pretty decent All-Ireland final. And we'll also be building up to our roadshow. We'll be announcing our special guests later this week. So stay tuned to the Football Pod social media pages. The Football Pod is brought to you every week by AIB. Proud sponsors of the Senior Football Championship. Check out hashtag the for more. We're going to be back right after this. Talking Dublin Monaghan. <laughs> Hello there, and you're very welcome back to episode 31 of the Football Pod with Paddy Anders and James O'Donoghue. We have spoken in depth about Derry Kerry. Dublin Monaghan. Conor McManus kicks the equaliser in the 68th minute, James. How were you feeling at that stage? Did you think Monaghan could go on and do it? I I did. Certainly think that. I th- It
1: was 100% in, up in the air. I did because... I was expecting Dublin's third quarter to come out and do the job and Monaghan were able to kind of keep that tide down and stop it from coming and they had a grip on the game. They didn't... Nothing suggested at that stage that Dublin were going to finish the way they did and it was so bloody impressive the way Dublin did finish. But at that stage... I thought with McCarran on the field Mads the field, there was another three or four points in Manhen you know I just thought that they, that they they could have done something but as we said about the last game those big plays in the big minutes of big matches are so key and Dublin just just won them like you like the thing that you shared Tommy about those those few minutes where Dublin just won those and it won the game for them but I must say I Manning, and they were so good they did everything right. Matched up, went out, chest out. We're going to match Dublin here. Everything we wanted from it. They didn't sit back and absorb pressure and try to hit them on the counter They went man for man at it. Kicking the ball, kicking great scores, taking on their men. I thought it was a brilliant display. But in the end, Dublin's experience, Dublin's bench,
2: Dublin's know-how, Dublin's class just showed. Paddy, I have a very straightforward question for you. With that Monaghan performance yesterday... Have been enough to beat the Dublin side of 2021 in the All Ireland semi final. Ooh,
0: good question, T. Um, the possibly, game that Mayo won. The game that Mayo yeah. won, yeah. Possibly, like I think Dublin. This I think they're a better team than they were in 2021. You look at the the criticism of Dublin after that game, and then last year's loss to Kerry as well. They felt that there was that lack of depth. They weren't getting that impact off the bench. We spoke at length about this uh, over numerous episodes of this podcast, and I think there there is an impact off the bench now. That's the, the beauty of having McCaffrey back. The big call is is the Kieran Kilkenny situation. <laughs> if you're, I I think from Douglas, he has to start the All Ireland final.
1: Like you, he's not himself though, is he? That's something.
0: Is I don't it, know. I think. You mean, like do, if you put it this way, would Kerry want him starting or not starting? No, Jack O'Connor. Please, Jack O'Connor. Leave him, leave him, Jack, O'Connor. <laughs> <eventually>. <laughs> Jack O'Connor does not want him starting. And look, there was Bugler's injury. has kind of opened up a slot there. Obviously, any word
2: I, is, that, is that. I don't. Like- I
0: don't know because. If you look at how teams are getting at Kerry with that really direct run, we've seen Paul Castor we spoke about this last week in advance of the game, saying we needed him on the front foot to try and challenge that. He's kicked two points in the first half. Bugler brings that pace and directness from the half forward line. Baskele uh, had a bit of an off day uh, on Saturday evening. That can happen, but his style of play, his attributes, you feel would cause Kerry trouble. Like there's no, 100%. If, if you're Jack O'Connor and you're looking, going, hmm, what was causing us issues? Yesterday in that first half, it was Derry's running power. You look at the game against Mayo two months ago in Fitzgerald Stadium, they were overwhelmed with runners. And if you're Dublin, you're thinking, I I think Dublin will kick the ball a lot more. It won't be, I think Derry were just totally running the ball. But there is an avenue there where you feel Kerry are under pressure. And the likes of Basquiat, and if Bugler's available, McCaffrey, I think we've said this, more than likely he is going to be off the bench. And he's a brilliant player to have. If there's one type of player you want off the bench, it's him coming on with, with 25 or 30 minutes to go. But Kilkenny, I would imagine, I just, surely, surely he'll start. I would have thought.
1: Scully, Scully, Scully won't start. I Scully, I felt sorry for Scully last day went. he got, the black, the, black, you got the black, right? which fair enough, yeah. You got the black, which was... Probably a sign of maybe your concentration is off in a way or something. Ah, something really? maybe you can is read it? into the Black Card. You kind of stick out your hand lazily. You go, oh. the, It's the ultimate punishment then. Black Card, you're gone for 10 minutes. Team down to 14. But they took him off then. Uh, he he comes back on for about 30 seconds. And then they take him, take him off. It was like, <laughs> I'm going to well, put you well- on here to bring you back off again it's, I almost thought it was like like a statement or something by,
0: by Dizzy yeah, it do you reckon there was any in that penny uh, it, it, it was an odd one to just to come back on and then come back off and be frustrated but that's that like Dublin were just a little bit off all over the pitch in that first half there was just I, a little I bit, bit of that. sloppiness and do you know what Tommy maybe and, and, and I mentioned this last week on the pod I was interested to see how Dublin and Kerry would perform in these games when they both had their standout performances of the season in their quarterfinals. And from the experience of playing for Dublin against Mayo, that is a game which you need no motivation for. You are up because you don't really like Mayo. That's the reality. There's an intensity in your play. You are ready to... You have energy. It's all action. And the exact same with Kerry against their own. Kerry don't like Tyrone you could see it in the first two minutes of that match there's a turnover and they're in their faces so it was easy for Kerry and Dublin to be really up for those quarter final performances they were being written off they were being questioned and they are playing their biggest rivals and they both had statement wins flip flip that two weeks later they're going to the semi-finals where they're both red hot favourites and I think there's inevitably going to be a little bit of a drop off Um, and and the big thing is that Monaghan and Derry came to play as well so so That was, you got the sense of that. And that's what the other thing for Dublin as well is the conditions are really difficult. Which is, we we mentioned at the start of this pod Crow Park is hard when when it's monsoon weather, it's slippy. If your skill set is just a little bit off or you're not as focused as you should be, you can get dragged into something. And Monaghan were absolutely there to take advantage of it. So I think the the Scully thing was merely a, a, a. Epitomised Dublin just being a little bit off from where they needed to be, and Monaghan were taking full advantage. Um, you, uh, you very adequately avoided answering my question.
2: Go on. Oh. Would Monaghan's performance yesterday have been enough to beat the Dublin side? I
0: did like know, I said one? that. I said, you said it's it's a, I said it's a hard one to call, but. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I
1: said I'm not answering that question. Tom. Nah,
0: nah. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Like, would Matt, yeah, okay, Manhattan would have beaten him in 2021. Watch, but what my, the point I'm getting at is that's
2: when we saw. Uh, and to McCaffrey for that kick out straight after McManus' equaliser Kilkenny slips it to Fent and he kicks that point who is calling it's it's Manion with Conn who forces Beggin into that hand pass over and Coffrey all
0: you shams questioning why the lads came back and it's Jimmy I want to pull up the tweet put it up Hang on. Tweet, Tommy. Hang Jimmy on. Conn it yeah. desperation that the Dubs are going back to Cluxton. Cluckston hasn't conceded a goal in the championship for about 18 years at this time there thing. hasn't been a shot on him yet not, well it's, this is that defence that Jimmy keeps giving out out of it, the Dublin full back line and there's another clean sheet unbelievable players make unbelievable plays so yeah so having Cluxton and McCaffrey and Mannion back there yeah it's massive and, and a big thing for Dublin and I backed them all year to win this year's Ireland, and I'm backing them for the final as well even though it's going to be down the line look at who is standing out for this Dublin team it's McCarthy it's Fitzsimons, even in his battle with, with, with McManus. It's the big, the experienced players. And you just get the sense with Dublin. This is, they kinda know there's not much more of this left. And there's just a sense that this is this, may, this might be it. And we don't know, and I, I don't know, inside track, I don't talk to the boys in the middle of the championship, that's fine, but you just get a sense that this is, they understand where they're at as a team what? and in their careers. And those boys are making massive plays. And it was the same the other night. Look who was big down the stretch. And it was those yeah, experienced guys. And, and you're asking, you know, did Dublin plan this? The 64th or 65th minute they do Those guys just know when it's happening. And, yeah. and to be fair and the same side with Kerry when Kerry were in the shit against Derry it was the big guys that were doing the business and Sean you said it Jimmy Sean O'Shea's play make a big plays at big times that's what yeah, unbelievable players think. that's what, player, is that that's what it is that's what it is and that's yeah. what the beauty of having Cluxton back McCaffrey Mannion these guys and that's why that's why I think and I'll notice that's why Kilkenny is a massive player for Dublin get that guy on the pitch like I said, put yourself in O'Connor's shoes. They don't want to see Kieran O'Kenny out there. I do. No,
1: especially last year. He was he was tormentor in chief. Exceptional like, second half. He, Jack O'Connor went onto the field and nearly gave him a hug. And, hey, and like, I thought were, was trying uh, to sign me. Yeah, I see you. you
0: know, know, I can Jack get you a job in the bank. There was <laughs> <laughs> <There's> a terrible <random laughs> player like, in the field. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but do you know who I want to call up from from Dublin point of view? And it, two massive players in the game. Hey, you
0: just before you got to do out with there now you're happy to stand by it with desperation to bring Cluxton back that's just a quote you know? well
1: he he almost dropped the ball into the goal hang Don't on I'm, I just understand. palming it around the corner just <laughs> palming around the corner Cluxton best goalkeeper of all time thank you Call they him. had two goalies <laughs> I just thought it was exactly. it was like not credit for You unbelievable and he's, he's had an unbelievable year it was the right decision thank you in hindsight so anyway, anyway what,
0: what was the point you were making Jimmy
1: go on The point I was making was McInnesby's goal chance Fitzsimons defending for that was unbelievable Go on Because McInnesby has it he's he's kind of hopping soloing he wants to dish it to his right to O'Hanlon that's his first choice but Fitzsimons gives enough marking to O'Hanlon to to make McInnesby go on his own and by the time McInnesby decides to go on his own Fitzsimons is on his boot blocking it I just thought it was phenomenal defending just make him go himself and then block him was outstanding. And then for his intervention on McManus, for when McManus kind of ushers him out the way and Fitzsimons is the wrong side, gets back and blocks him down.
2: That was great defending as well. I just thought they were two great, also, two big moments. Did I miss you say that he blocked Bannigan as well for point?
0: Bit yeah, he did. Yeah, he block did. for
2: that as well. Fitzsimons had an, an awesome uh, first half in particular, Paddy, in that battle with McManus. Um,
0: He's probably going to be Mark and
2: Clifford in the other in the final
0: yeah I would imagine like, he's, he's still Dublin's main man and that's the reality of yeah, it. He, he was exceptional the other night again brilliant battle with McManus I still think Mac and should pass that I, and again looking at the replay you're still thinking uh, slip that Even though, but, but you're right Fitzy just makes him make a decision and it's nearly the same we were talking about with Shane Ryan and McKinnis earlier yeah. he's just waiting that's not by chance what's happened there he's waiting for it and then you're ready to pounce and Fitzy look what he's been doing it for how long so, Fitz was marked to Gooch in 2011 and that that first All-Ireland win what an unbelievable That's what unbelievable. an unbelievable career and player and then and talk about leaders in the dressing room and just he's massive and yeah I'll, you're looking at it it probably will be and, and there's a case we were actually chatting about this yesterday in Crowe Park like are you nearly better off just putting nearly your worst marker on Clifford and <laughs> just really writing it out and he's like He's as close to unstoppable as I've seen in terms of, of, of scoring. But Fitzy will be, I would imagine, will be tasked with, with, with picking up Clifford. But you're gonna need to dig out from the ball going in, trying and cut that off, try and stop him getting kick passes, try and get bodies around him. And um, that's the challenge Dublin are gonna face. But um, it's just back to that point again of who were the big players at the big moments for Dublin on Saturday night. Even when they weren't going well, and they weren't, it was it was those guys and.
1: It was Fenton. I I I thought Fenton.
0: Fenton, Fenton, Fenton his last two games, I thought he's really got up a notch. Getting back to the Rolls Royce midfielder that he is, and that's that's a massive, massive area. And we'll get into this when we're previewing the game next week. But Fenton and McCarthy are playing some serious stuff. And McCarthy, McCarty's nearly on for player of the year. At this stage the way he's going. If he's a big final, and that's a platform for Dublin, one for them to attack and try and get kick-outs. Now, Shane Ryan has always been excellent against Dublin on kickouts. To be fair to him, he is. We've, we've gone after him, and he's got them off. He's been brilliant before, but that's an area Dublin are going to try and target. And not only can I get Dublin on the front foot, if they win that middle third, it stops some of the ball going into Clifford, which is going to be... You can oversimplify this game, but if Clifford is kept away from the ball for as long as possible, that's that could be the win in the game for Dublin there but um, the but game is going to
1: be wide open as well like, it's going to be so yeah. different to, like we haven't seen like this all year tactical, it's, going it, be, it's going to be yeah. less
0: tactical it'll actually just be like this the, yeah. the semi-final last both teams are going to go for it like Dublin will fancy themselves to beat Kerry and Kerry will fancy themselves to beat Dublin there's going to be no both teams will play on the front foot um, and there's those incredible matchups the teams know each other so well as well um, but, but no more so you could say this for any game but for if Dublin are going to win this team It'll be on the back of Cluxton, Fitzsimons, McCarthy, Fenton, and I think Kilkenny and Conn. Those guys, the real leaders, you need them in the biggest games and and this is as big as it gets. And you've seen, I'm more confident with the form they've shown, even though they weren't great in loads of different stages throughout the season, but the way they're winning the games and the plays they're making just shows the boys know exactly where they're at with this. And it's, you get the sense, this this might be the last time we're seeing a few of these guys. So that brings a pressure with things as well. But, but Jesus Christ, they're delivering in big moments for Dublin over the last couple of weekends. I've heard it be said that there's echoes
2: of the Chicago Bulls season in 97-98, the last dance about this Dublin collection of players coming back. There's one problem though.
0: Michael Jordan plays the opposition. Oh, you, how long did it take you to tee this one up? To um, <laughs> you were rehearsing. I see him around there
1: for the last ten minutes. <laughs> plus, plus, Kerry won it last year, so yeah. So uh, but they, they can't be. Got,
0: they both have a trainer on. But but how big a win? And we said this at the time last year was that for those Kerry guys to actually win a game over Dublin because it's been That's over mon- it ten years, years that won. and for them to win it. And you see the reaction after the semi final. It was. Like a weight off their shoulders as well, so it gives Kerry that belief going in. And that's the point they're making it's not as Kerry won't fear this challenge, obviously not to be all or the champions. But the fact that they've beaten this Dublin team as well, that's yeah, a like there's a belief in, in inside you though know, that they can do it. But, but it's the exact same on the Dublin side. And yeah, that defeat for Dublin against Kerry last year, and the hurt from that, and losing to, to Mayo the previous year as well. It's, it's, I think The Dubs lads, know. This, the is, dubs this know magically. Like,
1: what if the Dubs oh. know that they're way better? The Dubs know that that wasn't their full hand last year. That's the thing. But th- you can also say that Kerry could have blown them away in the first half last year.
0: And they were they were yeah. in the first half. Like Sean O'Shea missed yeah. the penalty, and it was like we were watching it together. And I was having a stroke. I was thinking, this is going to be bad stuff. Um, but there was no, there was no Cluxton. There was no Con
2: There was no Mannion. There was no McCaffrey. That's what there we're was saying. No, that's like what we're there, saying. Someone else missing as well. Yeah. But, but that, it's also dubs to lose Les. Dubs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, this starting
2: be... Warfare in this pod over the next two weeks. Okay, I, I have a couple of things I want to get into uh, before we get to the real deal, which is me it's touch and cup success this week. Oh, and of course. Um, we we went kind of we did we did a fairly uh, strong segment there on the Kerry forwards, apart from David Clifford, who, who didn't stand up in that first half. In, in a way, you know, there was a bit of back and forth there on the Dubs Cormac Oslo, carry the torch in that first half Con comes into it in the second half Collie Basquale doesn't score and gets taken off Scully is taken off Kilkenny comes in Paddy Small kicks a great point and probably does a lot of work Mannion kicks that brilliant free but like are the dubs
0: forward line clicking no they haven't been at their best they haven't been that's that's obvious but I think that's the beauty of what's, what's happened there's a positive way you can spin this as well that Pascal, who was the match winner really against Mayo, has an off day, but it's Costello who stands up and delivers a masterful performance against Man of the Match. And this is the, if you're Desi Farrell, you were looking at this in a positive way, that I said this before, that the issue that Dublin had, it was, if it's conical Kenny, it's, we need them to do it, and, and everyone else was nearly deferential towards them, whereas now other guys are taking ownership of this thing, and I think that's a really good thing. Um, would you rather have a Clifford who's a 10 out of 10 every single week yeah every team in the country would like that but you get the sense I think Khan I think Khan will have a massive final I think he's he's been he's been going okay he's been having big moments in games he's having a good year lads no and he is Tommy and this is the point it's like because his standards are so high you're thinking and John Wannoy was asking me this yesterday as well. Goes, We're waiting for Con. And I was going, well, hold on, Con is playing pretty well, to be fair to him. He probably hasn't reached the absolute pinnacle of his form. But there, there's, he's showing moments and he's making plays at big times that it's it's there. It, there's there, there's a, He's right on the cusp of it. I think Mannion, over the last couple of weekends, has had big moments as well. He was probably struggling a little bit earlier on the Championship because so he wasn't in the starting team. Um, I think Pascal's skill set is... Good against the, the way Kerry are going to set up and then Costello's couldn't be more confident after getting mad at a match in the semi-final then you have the option of going to be play Kilkenny or not Bugler I think is we, we don't know I mean, the re- reality is we're not going to know the starting line to 15 minutes before the throw like, the, the team Dublin name the think Kerry name it's got to change So, but there's more variety in the attack but they haven't really there's, there's a couple of minutes you know in games we've seen it in the second half against Mayo the, the final final 10 against Monaghan where it is clicking but if there's a game and it's in two weeks time where they, they click for a half and you get 30 minutes of that or for the whole thing I think that is a massive plus for Dublin it's just bubbling under the surface but now's the time to do it and that's generally when the biggest players come out of it is on the biggest stage and we've seen it with Shane Walsh in last year's All-Ireland final we're waiting for, him, waiting for him waiting for him and there's a man who delivered performance for the ages in the final as a Dublin fan Jesus, it'd be magic to see Khan or Kilkenny or someone like do that in the final. And that could be the winning and losing of it as well. But I think Desi yeah. will look at this in a positive light that the burden is being shared around the team. And if one guy is off, well, another guy shows ownership and takes up. And it's not just the traditional guys doing it. It's other guys coming in and saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try and win us this game.
2: James, what's your reading of the Dublin Fords? Are you, well, worried? There's, there's, Are you worried? There's two with ways seen. of reading ugh, worried for, uh, as a Kerry supporter. Like in terms of what you've seen over the last couple of weeks?
1: Well, there's two ways of reading. You can read them from the Dublin forwards from the Monaghan game or you could read them as proposed opponents for Kerry. Do you know what I mean? Like there's going to be two completely different scenarios, two completely different games, two different ways of playing football. I would like to see from a Kerry point of view Baskel not play I think that he is he is very very dangerous I think he had a bad day against Monham because the systems just didn't kind of suit him necessarily got, caught dragging, got dragged back to field but if you have to mark Khan and Costello first and you arguably have your third best cornerback marking wise on Baskel I think Baskel can cause you a lot of damage last year when Kerry played Dublin, Rock started and Rock didn't, he didn't probably have the legs from the start of the game. They didn't have that many options and then when Paddy Small came on he did a bit of damage but Kelly with those legs from the start, he'll like, have a big day are, against Kerry uh, if they
2: start them. Are you thinking... That Paul Murphy ends up on Baskeiler as Graham is sort of in more of a like we'll do matchups next week I, Is Graham yeah, a yeah I, d-
1: I don't know no Paul wouldn't go full back line no. Paul would be half back line only so it would be it would be a full back line player to pick him up but he would have to be on his game because Baskel can turn on a sixpence and put that's let's, let's, let's save our matchups let's, save <laughs> for match-up. so let's save for matchups for next week yeah, yeah. but then okay. from the half forward and I again as a Kerry point of view I I didn't think that that um, Kilkenny looked 100% fit again the last day for some reason I don't know what it is for someone who's usually so kind of springy across the ground he just looks to be um, it's like he's carrying a bit of a knock or something I don't know what it is but hopefully he's okay for the final and if he is I mean he has to start he's Dublin's go to man where would you play him 10 you'd still leave Bugler 11 and you'd be looking at filling in the 12 slot Again, I, I from my point of view, if I was Dublin manager, I'd be putting as many scores on the field as possible because I need marking. Do you know? And eventually you're going to run out of markers,
0: there's going to be scores left on the and field. And what
2: if you were the Kerry manager?
0: I think Kerry would be the same. Uh, the, well, they, yeah. th- these two teams play the same way. And that's the thing, they yeah. they're both fancy it. Like. They both fancy it. Like, Dublin are going to go after this game. That's the way that we are, that's the way we play. We're, we'll back ourselves to beat anyone. And put your Kerry are the exact same. I think Kerry, Jack yeah. Hart's leader yeah. in well, I, I, he
1: probably will because he started them all along. And as well, if you're Stephen O'Brien, you've just played off the bench a stormer. You're confident in that role. You know you can come on and do that role again for half an hour or a full half. Whereas if you put him into a starting role, is he kind of worried? Do I have enough from the start? Have I enough done? From a management point of view, I was shocked that Jack didn't start Stephen O'Brien against Louth Okay. Because you had a chance. A challenge, yeah. yeah get, get an hour into his legs. Give him the confidence I can do an hour. Whereas no, he hasn't played an hour. He's only played a half. Yeah. For the final, you kind of stick with what you got. Okay, okay.
2: Yeah, uh, we, we're going to get stuck into these matchups next week. They're going to be fascinating. But just to mention the Dublin bench. Kilkenny on in 28 minutes. McCaffrey on 43 and he had a massive influence. Lorcan O'Dell got on quite a bit of ball in the last few minutes. Dean Rock scores his 1-1. And Tom Lahiff came in as well. For Kerry, Stephen O'Brien, game changer when he came in. Tony Brosnan, Breen Obiogliak, Michal Burns and Rory Murphy. Rory Murphy got on quite a bit of ball actually well in the the last couple of minutes. got in two or three possessions. Burns put that ball wide. Tony Brosnan dropped that ball short, hit the post, kicked it wide and O'Bioglick got on a bit of ball as well. Good news for Kerry fans. Jack O'Connor said that Killian Spillane will be back in time for the final. He's only had three football sessions under his belt and he plans to get another four into him before July 30th. So, you can imagine that Stephen Cluckson is going to be meeting the man the last score a goal against him in Championship football.
1: If state. you were, if you were Tony Brass in there or another carry forward, you'd be. You have to train so well over the next couple of months. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you have to keep Killian out of that panel. Like Killian's yeah. going to be coming, and he's yeah. going to be thinking, "I've got to put me on." Yeah, put me on He'll
2: the, the panel, so... Time. Yeah. be hard to keep, to keep La- them last would question on you know, Monaghan and Derry to, yeah. sorry Paddy because I want to just wrap this up and then move on to Mead because I'm going to have to, have to, let, you, have to let you get away and I'm going to have to get the podcast up so people can listen before it's too late tonight so last question on Derry and Monahan. they deserve all their credit for this year absolutely exceptional for next year and their 2024s was there a fatal flaw in their game plan in the sense that Monaghan only take one shot between the 68th minute when McManus scores and the 77th minute when the game is over and that's Jack McCarron's point in the 65th minute Derry only have one shot at the posts that drops short between McGuigan's free in the 68th minute and McGuigan's final free in the 79th minute that's 20 minutes without scoring Monaghan, uh went 17 minutes without a shot one shot like are they are they only set up to play 60 minutes and it's a 75 minute
0: game uh, look I think it's a little bit harsh but, but like we, we, Monaghan scored 14 points Derry get 30. 1.15, But 30, um, Derry get one fifty, which is actually slightly higher than I thought they would get. I I think Derry just run out of gas. They, they literally could just see that they just their style of play they were playing and running the ball just so intense that's very difficult to do for eighty minutes. And you just got the sense they just they look like they were running on fumes. Can they find a way to get up the pitch a bit quicker in terms of maybe kick passing or? just try and manage that better, because that, that style of play is unbelievably effective, but it's so difficult to do for, for the entire game against the top, top teams. And for, for Monaghan as well, you always got the sense, We he said this, and I don't like beating the drum about it, because they've done some incredible things, they're always so difficult to play against, but their scoring power is, like that's their average score. I didn't expect them to score 117 or 118 to win this game, I just don't think they had it in them. And that the choice of Philly Curry to be fair, He's played McManus, McMarin, McManus and McCarran together once against Derry and they were completely targeted and overrun. Yeah. So he had a choice to play either or. It's and, and also, Tommy, like the, the reality, like Dumbling and Kerry for, for me are the best two teams in the country. You know, and and they have, but they're exceptional teams, and when they turn it on at those championship minutes coming down the stretch very few teams c- can live with it uh, but, but for Manan if you're looking at the, their season we were saying from week one back in January expecting to be relegated for, from division one Finny was very late into the job there, there didn't seem to be much enthusiasm to take that role and what they've done in terms of staying in division one like they get hammered by Derry in the Ulster championship as well and turned around to get all the way to an all-Ireland semi-final and an incredible account of themselves so again this is kind of sounds bloody condescending kind of like they can look back and review the season both Monaghan and Derry and say do you know what there's a f- positives outweigh the negatives but far far more and they've just come up against two of the two of the biggest teams two of the best teams over the last decade um, and sometimes it's just you have to hold your hands up do you, do you know what I mean they, Monaghan don't get the shots off because they didn't have the ball because Dublin go and gangbusters on Began's kickouts that can yeah. happen and the same for, for Kerry Kerry get a sniff of it and if that impact off the bench, was probably Derry didn't really have, if we're being totally honest, and and that's the win and lose of the game. But in terms of platforms for both of those teams going into, like Derry are into Division 1, Monaghan are still in Division 1, um, and they've young, younger players coming through from their underage systems as well. So it's it won't feel like that today for both of those teams, for Vinnie Curry and Kieran and the and the Derry and Monaghan players, but there are still serious platforms for both of those counties to have, have good seasons next year as well. I
1: think from from a dairy point of view, they can approach the season so differently next year. Like this year, they played their strongest possible team in the league. Every game, every chance they had, they played their best team, and then they didn't really uh, develop too many. I know they locked Murray and these fellas who who had great years, but they they probably need to add two or three more to the panel. And the league's not going to be the be all and end all next year. So come middle middle of the table. So do your rest, your proper rest. Is the Ultra Championship to be on then they'll after winning two in a row? Maybe not. Maybe they can change their focus. They know now they have they have the tools maybe to for the bigger prize, they can concentrate on that. So they can definitely change their perspective a bit. I I'd have I'd have big hopes for Derry. If they go out a proper winter and blood a few a few players next year, they're going to be very, very dangerous again. And they'll take huge confidence from an unbelievable performance to begin.
2: 100 percent Yeah. Like, they're twenty
0: four be very exciting. They're still the top team in Ulster. I think, I think that, that's clear you look at Tyrone's regression look at Armagh how their season has panned out and Donegal's struggles and Monaghan to be fair possibly maybe the next best team there but but there I still feel are the, are the top dogs in Ulster they've cemented themselves a platform there and they're still they're still progression they're still and their defeat to Galway last year I thought there was a lot more question marks over them at that stage than there was losing this year's semi-final to Kerry
2: yeah okay right on to the reel here start. we go Colin O'Rourke, a man who's won two <laughs> All-Irelands with Mead, said afterwards, and if you saw the smile on his face, you'd believe him. As satisfying as anything I've ever been involved with. Ooh. So Mead took this seriously. And you could see it when Donald Kogan, a man who's played over 150 times for Mead, through a difficult period when they've taken a lot of patience, lifted the cup. There was a real pride and joy in the county. It's been a long time coming to win something there. Um... Can this be a springboard for future success, James, looking at that young me team? Um, did you feel like there's... Are they very, very, very far away or are they simply just the 16th best team in the country now? Um, I
1: don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take... He's still on a building process, but I definitely think that what they have done has been phenomenal because they took... They were judged as... They were kind of being criticised as if they were almost... A Division One team this year, you know, like they were being they were being really examined what are, what what it is about this year, and they were they were taking some criticism. So to to blood a young team through criticism is so hard, I mean, so mentally draining for everyone involved. So for them to come out and deliver a couple of very good displays, not just the final, a couple of very good displays with that young team after taking a bit of a pasting in the around the county and in the media all year. I think, is an unbelievable unbelievable result for them. And like yeah. they can only grow. And I always I always say, that team holiday. That team holiday. <laughs> get that young group in. <laughs> get that young group in and get them tighter. Get them believing that they're on this journey. Because they are. They can be now. They can take me football back, back up to the top if they want to. But they need to get tight. They need yeah. to kind of block out all the noise, get on that holiday, have a good time, and decide we're going back to work again in the winter. O'Rourke oh, will be on
0: to you for all the spots in Vegas, will he? You'll <laughs> Cancun, up is that. Oh, Cancun, Cancun is the, 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 Cancun the open is goal. goal. Yeah.
1: I don't think they should go to Vegas. i would be relegated
0: <laughs> straight
2: to, 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 to four. Those boys yeah. will enjoy that holiday. Just to put it into context, O'Rourke used 42 players in 2023. Just five players started O'Rourke's first win against Cork and the Tachin Cup final. And... Just four players started the Talsington Cup final, and Andy McIntyre's last game in charge against Clare last summer. Cahal Hickey, Donald Keogan, and Matthew Costello are the players who started all three of those games. There was a championship rookie on every line of the field for Mead and Sean Brennan in goals, Adam O'Neill in fullback, Sean Coffey, uh, Connor Gray in midfield, Kieran Caulfield at half forward, and Aaron Lynch in the full forward line. Uh, James, last week when Andy Mackay picked out his player to watch from Mead, I saw one of your eyebrows go up and the other eyebrow go down when he mentioned Connor Gray. He compared him to John McDermott. And I get the sense that, like most people, because Mead are playing in the secondary competition, you wouldn't have seen much of a 19-year-old six-foot-six midfielder from Mead. What did you make of him on, on Saturday? I thought he was outstanding. Honestly, no, I thought he was brilliant. And he
1: took so much pressure off Mead because when Down decided to push up, we'll go after this, they just went long to him and he was an animal in the air. An animal in the air. And like he took on the leadership for a young fella to take on that burden, take on that leadership, catch those big balls in the air, slip them off, always do the right thing. Yeah, I must say now, I thought he was a brilliant player. And he is going, he is going to be around it for a long time. And with that physicality and that obvious, those leadership traits to, to, to stand up late in the game, I, I'd have high hopes for him.
2: It was how well he used the ball as well. And another player that was mentioned, Paddy, was Jack Flynn. And I will go so far as to say that the last time we saw a shooting exhibition like that in Croke Park was another Flynn back in 2014 in the first half against Donegal. Jack Flynn shot the lights out in those last 20 minutes of four brilliant
0: scores from play. Some boomers, some boomers to be fair to them uh, but that's, it was an exceptional performance and, and look, I, I was leaning towards down to win this game. They were lucky. No, I'll be honest. Mead were lucky. Like yeah, down at and, well, 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 and off day well, in ways. Well, down, yeah, they well, were I, great. Look, like, I don't know, like, like then we're four points to one up after, what, about 15 minutes or so, and you got the sense, okay, this is kind of going to script. Me to get a pretty fortuitous goal, but then, second half, the, the stand-up, and it's like Jack O'Connor coming off the bench, Jack Flynn, he, they're, they're unbelievable scores. I've never seen a man kick the ball as high. I mean, he's just tipping over the black spot, but they were brilliant, brilliant scores, and, and I, I couldn't get away from the fact, O'Rourke's interview afterwards, he, he literally described the Talta Cup. He goes, we wouldn't have been ready as a team to play this competition or play in the Sam Maguire two months ago. But this is the whole point and the beauty of the Tailteann Cup. And some counties still look down their nose at it. And there's still kind of people rolling their eyes going, that's where it's a secondary competition. But made they've got absolute... Look at the benefits they got for those young players. Colin and his point, they'd be ready to play in the Sam Maguire now, if it was on now. And those two months of training and games and a bit of confidence. And we were saying would what, what, what made have been better this year I mean look you didn't know the answer if they beat off Lee and they get into the Sam Maguire, and no they get choice. a bit of they get a bit of a hiding that is a no chance yeah. if they get a bit of a hiding in that what does that really do for them we've seen made last year's winner's bit disappointed in their National League campaign but they have a brilliant championship and they're arguably one of the most unlucky teams not to come out of the group stages but you see there was a real kick-on from them and that's what, what Colin and Mead are trying to do that's why I don't think he's taken to Mick when he says that how important a win that was for him and that the satisfaction he gets with brilliant father of himself and Sean Boyle and see it after yeah. yeah even even as a dog I was like that's yeah that's a bit of magic um, but for me, for those young guys to come through and you say the change in the team that's what needed to happen to Mead the whole point of O'Rourke being hired was to galvanise, to bring through players, to get a bit of energy and feel good factor back in the county because it, it was not in a good place. There was a negativity around Mead and, and a bit of, uh, Andy McAdee said it last week, there was kind of nearly infighting, which doesn't help, but but that win at the weekend and the manner of it, the, the style of play, which is admirable, but at times you can say, oh, maybe that's a little bit naive, but the scores they were kicking, the younger players taking leadership of it, there's a foundation and I agree with Jimmy that this is from me, where Mead were a couple of months ago where they're teetering on the edge of being relegated from Division 2, losing off in the Leinster Championship are thinking this could go really, really wrong. But a credit to a work on the management team, a credit to those players, they've gone and done it um, and the big thing for them is now can they kick on? Or, look, they're not really at the level, and that's the reality of it, in terms of could they win the Leinster Championship? No, Dublin are, well, the biggest rivals are, they all are in the final, but in terms of, they can look at Division 2 and say, okay, can we kick on from this? We're in the Sam Maguire, They are now made, our, look at the trajectory they're on T. It's a hell of a lot better than than where it was a couple of months ago. And that's the beauty of the Tata Cup for teams that go after it and the reward that Colm O'Rourke and those new players get. I'm actually very happy that they won because I think it's brilliant for... Leinster to have a team progressing um, and Meade is Meade should Two be Two
2: Telton Cup winners now in Leinster Nailed it every year Like just, just but, let's just linger on Sean Boylan for one second I think he's I think Sean Boylan is 80 this year uh, The first trophy that he had his hands on for Mead was the 1984 Centenary Cup That's 40 years ago next year The influence that man has had on football and he's slick. still doing it in the county like what an <laughs> absolute well, the, the, just a magician yeah. like unbelievable and uh, actually there was a lovely photo of himself and Conor Laverty after the game as well he worked quite closely with Laverty in his first year as a young manager as a down under 21 boss too so like Sean Boylan uh, his influence stretches far and um, we might talk about that downside in a minute too I think it was actually Down's worst performance of the year I actually think they'd be kicking themselves looking back Conor Laverty used I think 48 players this year down in the last two seasons have used 69 footballers like they are in a period of transition. But I do think there's green shoots there this year. And um obviously I think I called it early in the year that they beat Donegal in Ulster. I think they could <laughs> they could bounce, get a bounce out of this as well.
0: They I, will I think, I they, think they, they, they will. Yeah, they will.
1: Yeah. They'll get a bounce. But for me, to go up to Crow Park and leave with a trophy is so good for your Yeah. Your mentality. It's like you're part of something huge. Like they'll be walking around town, they'll be They'll, be, they'll just be feeling a million dollars for a while. And that that's so important in your development. But I want to have a shout out for, obviously Flynn's points were exceptional. And the fact he celebrated every single one of them.
0: <laughs> point, I'd say yes.
1: his, his bicep was cramping all night. He was like, yes, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> earned.
0: well earned.
1: Yeah, Costello as well swung over a couple of very He's important points He's at the Jack end. O'Connor. Yeah.
0: Jack O'Connor. And Jack, O'Connor O'Connor's, Jack O'Connor's first, first point. The first point he
1: got was... Top class. Second one uh was a bit more not not fortuitous but it was kind of the first one was just pure skill out the gate. It was just class. Um And then obviously the goal. But like well, they had some serious performance. He could have hand passed that ball over the bar at the end James. He could have and then we'd be
2: slating the back off him here. Yeah. Because well, the, the thing he had a chance Connor, to a goal in and go back in a fine The thing about I think about Jack O'Connor and I still I've watched that game back I still don't know whether it was an unbelievable defensive setup from for Mead the amount of turnovers they got or whether it was just more power or whether Mead have completely changed their defensive structure I couldn't figure that out yet but one call they made was they had been starting Jack O'Connor they decided they wanted him to come on as a finisher and that is a call that paid absolute dividends they dropped him before the game brought him on with 25 minutes to go and himself and Flynn kicked him over the line so that was that was massive for Mead and uh, there's a homecoming actually
0: in Park Talton tonight so.
2: are you hosting are you yeah, not you'll no. do MC
0: for that no oh, did, you burn any, a few, did you burn a few bridges no I haven't burned it?
2: any bridges I haven't burned any bridges I just I haven't mean, really got maybe. the call up haven't got the call up yet for uh, any big gigs off the back of the football pod so.
0: me and Jimmy were asked to do it I know we're you and Jimmy have been asked we're heading asked up for day something. two I be in tomorrow now strutting our stuff yeah
2: okay so <laughs> we're going to Cancun with the boys
0: we love the Dalton Cup. That's when we big it up all the time. We're on the team holiday. Am, am I allowed to say... All media pass. Am I, I allowed to say, so. look,
2: uh, the Dalton Cup final on Saturday and Derry Kerry on Sunday felt like two different sports.
0: Hmm.
2: Like, it is. It is like... like it, The tears are there. They exist. And I think we've seen why the Dalton Cup is in existence. It's needed 100%.
1: 100%. It is. You have to bridge the gap some way. I agree there was probably a difference in standard and a difference in intensity because of probably a lot of experience as well. The Kerry players and Derry players know how to bring that intensity to a big game. Whereas yeah. like the me's and the Downs are learning that with new players. So it's not, it might. It doesn't have to be that far away
2: from, for either team if they go at it properly. Okay. That's an exciting few months ahead lads I think that's it for this week's episode of Football Pod I think it could end up being one of our longest of the year so far we've got so much to talk about I'm already looking forward to next week's pod we've got our road show in Crow Park on the 27th three days before the All-Ireland Final as well so it's exciting times um, anything else that you want to
0: get into do we miss anything or is that us it's a lot to get through this week but it was a, another good weekend but lads this is this is going to be a good crack these next two weeks this is big time this is showbiz
1: We'd be we'd be put out we'd be put out for pasture if there was if it was Derry and man in the final. Well, you were
2: ditched.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was getting <laughs> ready for the road show. Jase uh, cancelled the road show, but, uh, and I was looking ropey at times. But uh, now I'm looking forward to our special guests, whoever we get to join us. That should be. Yeah, um, I hope you I hope you do well there, now, Tom. Don't duff that now, team. We want uh, good lads. Good lads, I've never lads, let you now. down before, lads. I've never let you down. Some before, good lads, and so I need a do I need some sort of dub with me after the pace that I was getting down in Killarney with Marco O'Shea. All
2: right, well, if we go for a a double dub, we might have to double up with the Kerry lads as
0: well. So we'll see what happens. You can bring in a Kerry fellow, but once I have a good dub beside me, we're on the neutral venue on Croker as well. So that'd be good. Okay. All
1: right. (laughs) Neutral (laughs) venue, my all. Uh, Neutral venue, but we're giving the dub 70,000 tickets and Kerry (laughs) uh, 8,000.
0: Do Do I I get the... the do you I get, get to use my own dressing room. room? Do I get to use my own dressing room? Paddy gets his own dressing room, yeah. And I James. actually got, got off two tickets for this show as well. Like.
2: <laughs> what what a ref.
0: Yeah, you no, I, was, I was chatting to him there this morning, yeah. I hope he gets it. I hope he gets it, because uh, it'll be a great Me game. Me too. I have two for Hurston as well, just in case.
2: Okay. <laughs> James, Paddy, thanks a million. Thanks, To, every, to everybody just, listening at home, thanks just for stuff sharing boys. Yeah. So uh, we'll leave it there and we will catch up later in the week. See you, boys. We'll leave it there. So uh, the Royals are back.